0: By night, you do magic on a dare. Yeah. In the daytime, you fight crime at water parks.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is there a lot of crime at water parks?
0: Stop asking questions.
3: Here we go.
2: That's how good you are. Brothers, sisters, siblings, walking to Fun Sunday School, I'm Matt Donnelly, and we're broadcasting from Show Creator Studio South. And today, Penn told me not to stand so close to him. <laughs> he said there's a little black spot on the sun today. <laughs> told me to turn on a red light. Penn got to hang out with Sting. He got to see Sting, and Sting got to see Penn. And I mean that in every sense of every word. <laughs> Here he is, preaching the love, Penn Jillette. We went backstage. Preaching
3: love. We went backstage. Tell her me, uh, Glenn and Emily Mm -hmm. went backstage at the Big Gold Caesar's Coliseum. Yeah, same place they were killing
2: Christians.
3: (laughs) You know, uh, Celine Dion. That theater was built for Celine Dion, so she built a house backstage. I mean, there's a kitchen and a living room. It's not backstage. It's a house. Yeah, because she wanted her children to be comfortable. In a house without windows. Creepy. Oh. Creepy. But I guess Celine Dion and her children lived backstage at Caesar's Coliseum. Got or it. someone told me that. Okay. I think Sting told me that. But he was apologizing for his backstage looking like a um, someone's house, which it kind of didn't. But I don't know. He was saying this was all built for Celine Dion.
2: Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, I guess she legendarily put in a ton of time on that show and stuff like that. So I imagine probably, when someone's that much of a high roller, I bet they get all kinds of accommodation back there to make it yeah, they livable. Yeah, they
3: built it for her.
2: yeah. So That makes sense to me. Yeah. So, uh, but Sting didn't want you to think he was doing that.
3: Yeah, yeah I guess that's, a, that's like most I, important. I, thing. I, there,
2: was a, there was a box of takeout sushi. I already know what my show is. We just roll it in.
3: <laughs> it's a beautiful show.
2: Yeah. It's a beautiful show. I bet his, his voice is still incredible. Yeah. He sings well, and so uh, I, I, and he has so many. It's he's one of those great. He has so many more hits than you think he does. Yeah, and you go see a show, you're like, oh, this one I forgot about this one. Oh yeah, we about bad one.
3: And um, uh, we also uh, we talked uh, we talked bass, and uh, I told him I played upright, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, ah. I- I did that a little, ah, it's just, uh, yeah, you, yeah, you're built for upright. (laughs) He said, yeah, it's just, it's, it's a lot of work.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And I went, oh yeah, yeah. And he goes, ah. And he said, he, he said, then we started talking bass stuff.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: He said, I play a 1956 P bass, Mm
2: -hmm. which
3: means Fender Precision. Oh. 1956. He was made by the man himself. Wow. Which would be Leo Fender. Okay, and he said he made this. Leo Fender made this, and he said the other precision bases are made by machine. Yeah, and you can feel that it's not made by machine. I can feel in the that? sound. Well, that's what he. <laughs> that's what he said. And um, one can feel the the average Joe. I he thinks the bass sounds good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bass sounds good. Yeah, I'm not sure if it sounds better than a 57 precision bass. <laughs> I'm not even sure it sounds better than a precision bass. I'm not sure. Yeah. But it sure has a great funky look. Mm-hmm. And um, it does sound great. Yeah. Although, I don't know, already, when you're taking a, uh, a solid body Fender bass and you're putting it through the amplification to go into Caesars, do you think you could tell between a fifty-six bass and a fifty-eight bass? Hundred percent nonsense.
0: You think so? I know so. Mm.
2: Just because, uh, just the translation of it through electrical amplitude would.
0: Yeah, it's all electronics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and and hand, you know, it's the player too. Yeah,
3: yeah. And you, so, I, I mean, this was the thing when when Lou Reed came over my house. Mm-hmm. Okay, Lou Reed spends all. Spent all this time, I always forget Lou is dead, or as Kinky would say, gone to Jesus. (laughs) Would talk to me about the tubes in his amp. I just got a new tube for this guy in North Carolina. Listen to how it sounds. And he'd plug into his amplifier, he'd plug one different tube. And then he would play and say, can you hear that? And the answer, of course, was always no. (laughs) And then he would disparage me for not being able to hear it. It's very, very clear, he would say. And I would sit, because I was over Lou's house a lot, I would sit and he would change tubes out of his amp and tell me to hear the difference, which I never could. And he would adjust his rack and adjust his guitar over and over again for hours. And boy, did he sound like Lou Reed. Now that's one part of the story. Yeah. Then he came over my house. Okay. And uh, Jimmy Mack, you know, Jimmy, he had his guitar at my house. Which is fine guitar, yeah. you know, Fender. I think it was Stratocaster, right? Yeah. Regular, regular guitar. Maybe a Telecaster, I don't know. And um, he had his amp, which is a fine amp, you know? And Lou went over to the guitar, picked it up, right? Yeah. Went over to the amp, turned a few knobs, played a chord, adjusted a few knobs again, adjusted the guitar knobs again, and sounded exactly like <laughs> Lou Reed, exactly like Right, Lou Reed. yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy how he sounded like Lou Reed. I mean, you couldn't put your finger on how he sounded like Lou Reed, but fingers have something to do with it, right? Yeah. And, uh, and then I was in New York and Billy Gibbons came over my house. Yes. And I had a $30 guitar that I'd bought at a thrift store, puke green $30 guitar and a little... Fifty-dollar amplifier, and Billy Gibbons went over and, and sounded like Billy Gibbons. <laughs> it, it was almost supernatural. Well, so
2: well, Gibbons, uh, Gibbons is, is the true gave the true science on mm. on it's the player, not yeah, the play yeah, instrument. Yeah, yeah. You know.
3: yeah you, there's a lot of stories about yeah, him yeah doing that. Yeah, and Billy would play fuzzy guitars and stuff. I mean, stupid guitars and sound fabulous. Yeah, um, it is the player. But anyway, we talked a little bit about his fifty six P bass, which he has such an affinity to and his sentimental attachment to it is oh, so It's so great.
2: And story, we like all the kinds of things, you know. Like a lot of our, so many of our possessions, it's just the story that we're buying mm-hmm. that we get mm-hmm. to possess. And he, and he, and that is a beautiful story. It is that he made that
3: that Leo Fender.
2: Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And uh, it also looks. Um, it's a much better thing to talk about than Celine Dion's accommodations before he got in there. Sure. Right? Changing subjects. Yeah. Let's talk about my base. Yeah.
3: And I didn't see it up close. I didn't see it up close, but on stage it looks gorgeous. And what makes it look so gorgeous, I'm sure he's aware of this, uh, you'd have to be, because it's one of the greatest things of the show. Yeah. He is out there wearing a beautifully fitted because Sting has a great body. Yeah. I mean, Sting is in wonderful shape. Uh, you know, he's backstage in a t-shirt, and he's 71 years old. Yeah. And looks great. He's on stage, and he's wearing a fluorescent, fluorescent's not the right word, very bright yellow suit. Yellow suit jacket with a black t-shirt under it, yellow pants, and sneakers. Okay. You could not look better. And the and the and the suit is impeccably tailored and looks beautiful. Right? Yeah. Hangs on him beautifully, looks beautiful. It's a wonderful material that you can feel from the audience looks right. You know, it would not be there is no entertainer that wouldn't look like a superstar right. in that suit. And then he straps on a beat up, ugly P-Bass from 1956, and it really gives the suit, the suit gets set off against that, and it also tells the story he wants to tell, right? Yeah. Which is, I am the lead singer, I'm an entertainer, but I care very much about the sound of the bass. Yes. That whole story is told in that one picture to everyone. Right. Right. Because no one says, oh, he bought a brand new bright yellow guitar to match his suit. (laughs) And everybody in the audience knows he can afford a brand new custom-made yellow bass that matches his suit. Everybody knows that. Yeah. And everybody knows he's chosen to play this bass he's been playing X number of years and means the world to him. Yeah. And- that whole story is really important to the stage show yeah and the stage show is beautiful the video looks great there's you know two vertical video walls mm-hmm. on the side and then the whole the whole stage is video I don't mean the the floor I mean the whole
2: surrounding whole,
3: yeah the whole set is video is- and then he's got a really kind of sparse but beautiful sounding band guitar player who's wonderful mm-hmm. drummer who was very good, but um, I think more under Sting's command than Stuart Copeland, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps, just saying. Sure. Uh, two excellent backup singers, a keyboard player, you know, a utility player who's just playing everything. Yeah. Uh, and then, um, and then uh, a chromatic harmonica player. That's essentially the lead instrument. In almost everything is chromatic harmonica. Really, you know the Stevie Wonder
2: oh, yeah, harmonica
3: yeah. sound, not the blues traveler or yeah, yeah. Bob Dylan, or you know, chromatic harmonica is a very different thing. Yes, you know, and um, really good players, very young, like twenty six year. I mean, isn't it amazing that young is twenty six now?
2: Yeah, yeah, twenty six is young yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, early, and, early in their career too. Yeah, he did a show. Now I don't understand.
3: Um, and Sting looks beautiful on stage. And Sting also, he's wearing a countryman. Is that what they call those microphones, countryman? That's a brand. Right. Uh, what do they call it? Head mic, right? Mike yeah, headset is the, mic. Headset, headset mic. mic. He's wearing a headset mic. And the uh, Fender P bass is, is wireless. Mm-hmm. And he fronts the band, walks around the whole stage, moves all over the stage it's set up so that the the lip of the stage which is very very wide is all sting and then behind him is the band who are all dressed
2: in black right so does he sing into a microphone a regular microphone no never really just a head mic ready is there a difference in vocal quality from doing a head mic versus a a stand a mic on a stand
0: there will be a difference in tonal quality depending on the element
2: that's just surprising because he's just known for his amazing voice, that he would mm-hmm. trust a, I mean, I know all Broadway singers and stuff wear those kinds of mics, and obviously we, we like the sound yeah, of those. Yeah, and
3: also, uh, I mean, Taylor Swift does. And yeah.
0: All those people. There are very good mics that are headset mics. They're just a, more of a challenge for the audio guy to squeeze out the feedback. Okay. Good, good. secure curious, good to know.
3: And because, uh, you know, when you're doing your vocal stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he, he leads the band. It is a sting show. He's out front like Rod Stewart or like Sinatra or like anybody with the bass strapped on. And the bass does not change the whole show. Yeah. He does not take the bass off, trade it for another bass. No one comes out and guitar techs it. He plays that bass for two hours. And I absolutely love that. And I said to him backstage, are you the only bass player who leads a band? And I thought that was going to be something we'd talk about. He could not have had less interest in that question. But I said to him, (laughs) Paul McCartney plays mostly guitar and piano. Bass is rare. But Sting, he opens with the story of Roxanne. Yeah. And he plays guitar just alone and sings a little bit of Roxanne. And then at the end of the show, the very, very end, he um, plays guitar and does one song kind of sort of solo, a newish song. But everything else in between is the bass, and it doesn't change. And what I loved, and no one else noticed, including maybe Sting, is his encore, what you'd call his encore. <laughs> he takes his bass off. He hands it to a technician who goes offstage with it. Yeah. He stands there. People applaud for him. The technician brings the bass back out, and he puts the bass on. So the encore is done with the bass leave at the stage and coming back on stage. <laughs> and Stig stays on so stage. So smart.
2: For that whole time, yeah. Could you imagine if you guys, just your suit jacket <laughs> just went off and your suit jacket came back? <laughs> oh, that'd be really nice. But it's like he's standing there like,
3: I've taken the bass off, it's the end of the show. Yeah. He gets the applause that he deserves. Yeah. Then decides to do one more song, the bass comes back on. <laughs> I think
2: that's... It's that's, really great. That's super boss. I like that a lot.
3: And then, you know, the music is played very competently. I believe it's one of the few shows, I'd have to have ready. see this to be sure, but I'm almost sure, uh, no tracks whatsoever and not even a click. Now, of course, you can't tell there's no click because they're all wearing ear monitors. Right. So that could be a click, but I think they're just playing. It sounded like a band playing to me. I think it's likely he's doing it with no click and no track.
0: It's very hard telling anymore. Yeah.
2: Um, I think it's great. And also even the sparsity of the band, like he's so known for his voice that mm-hmm. I like that it's a kind of mm-hmm. sparse band. And then his style of playing bass is like
3: uh, maybe a common like Jamaican style. Mm-hmm. Maybe you know about this, already, But he frets his E-string with his thumb mm-hmm. all the time. And he plays like he's playing banjo. The thumb plays the E string and then each of the next three fingers do one of the other strings. Really? And he plays it like that and he barely touches it. I mean, the gentleness in which he plays bass is, uh, the bass must be turned up so loud. Because, I mean, everything is a hammer. Move that he, when he moves, yeah, and he's barely touching the strings. I mean, it's just, just barely brushing them. Fascinating, and he plays that whole time at that level, and it's essentially all that, um that weird. Is there a name for English reggae? Ready? You know, in the seventies, ska. The, the no, ska is fast reggae. It's all different sound. You know, in the seventies, re-
2: send my suggestion.
3: Like the Clash, the Police, and like every
0: other band, played that weird Jamaican reggae? I've always heard it as Ska. There's, I think, four generations, and the fast stuff is the third and fourth, Mm -hmm. and they're doing the second. Oh, really? Yeah. So
2: that is called Ska.
3: I believe so.
0: I
2: re-enter my company.
0: (laughs) And I'll also mention that he studied classical guitar in the late 80s, early 90s, which changed its style on bass. Did it really? Yeah, so that's why it's so soft now.
3: Yeah, I think he, he's playing essentially classical guitar
2: on uh, on bass. That seems pretty great. Yeah. That seems unique.
0: Leo but Kotke I, went through the same thing. It, just, who, who, it changes everything that you do. Who's that? Leo Kotke. Oh, yeah. The 12-string guy. I'll I tell you, I've never seen
3: someone touch bass strings softer than Sting. Yeah. It's just barely moving. And as someone who plays upright we have to and really- who respects like, ray brown yeah where you really dig in and really move air yeah he's not moving any air at all right i mean there is no sound coming off those strings it's just the pickups and the amps just plugged in
2: yeah, yeah. and uh plays very very gently well i like i, I like again he's just joining like you can't keep track of the amount of people that wouldn't have played vegas 10 years ago that are now playing here oh yeah and he's one of them a bit another big a-lister coming to town Mm -hmm. but I like that he's old school. Like when he's here, he shows up everywhere. Like he just, like he goes to all these different shows and things like that. Like the way old headliners used to make sure Mm they kind of announced their presence in Vegas. I like that Sting gets around town. Seems like a lot of people get a chance to meet him and stuff like that. It's pretty great.
3: Yeah, he's very, very, very nice. uh, Very smart and very sweet to be around. And he came to the Penn and Teller show.
2: Yeah. And he seemed to like it. Okay. he He
3: didn't come backstage and say, God, you suck. How
2: long have you been doing this? Not long enough.
3: Yeah. 47 years. I guess you need 50. (laughs) I mean, one of these days, you're going to break through with some talent. You got to, right? (laughs) I mean, can you stay this sucky for another three years? I don't... Boy, do you blow. God damn, you're terrible. You did not say any of that. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have a favorite routine? Uh, He talked to Jonesy. He said that uh, "Perdido" was one of his favorite songs, and he said um, he said to Jonesy, "You play
2: Gershwin and make it sound like Rachmaninoff, which is a compliment." He said those things. Wow, that I didn't even think about that. But all these heavy hitter musicians that come to see your show, Jonesy's always playing before the show.
3: Does yeah. he get nervous? Uh, nope. no. But uh, would he we didn't, know if he did? <laughs> he didn't hear me play bass. Uh, okay,
2: he came Sting, back after that. Sting
3: I went out and heard a little bit of Jonesy, but did not hear me play bass because uh, he was kept backstage to talk to me before I went on. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So he didn't hear me. He didn't hear me play bass, which made me a little sad because I pl- I played very well that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um,
2: I would have liked Sting to hear me play bass. But yeah, he but he didn't. And uh, he heard Jonesy, liked Jonesy. Well, I'll come back. He's playing here again. I'll come back to the show again. Yeah, He'll come earlier next time. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, we had a nice time. We talked to about the show a little bit, and I really liked talking to his wife, Trudy. Yeah, who produced the Boys from Brazil. Oh, that's I went ridiculous. to her. I went to her Wikipedia page. The first thing she produced. She's a film producer. Yes, Boys from Brazil. Um, and I wanted to talk to her about that, but I was supposed to be talking to Sting. That was my
2: job. It's always tough. She's super accomplished too. Yeah, hmm. that's always a hard thing to work to work out those things. Yeah, but well uh, said, Matt. Thank you.
3: they uh they also had other people with them including this is so weird uh ray gaspard ray gaspard who is the man who owned the west side arts theater and if you wanted to talk about a turning point in our career ray was there really so ray gaspard was there with sting going yeah yeah west side arts theater that was
2: me and what were those shows uh, what's that? It was, it was a turning point how? Well, it was Off-Broadway. Oh, that was the Off-Broadway show. Okay. Yeah. Got the, the Off-Broadway show where
3: everything changed was Ray Gaspard. Oh, cool. So he was back there talking about, uh, you know, the early days of Penn & Teller. He's the one who kept Paul Newman's credit card on file? Mm-hmm. All that. He was part of that whole thing. And of course, for him, it was a real turning point because uh, it was the most successful thing he'd ever had in that theater. Oh, that's good. And he, was, uh, he did very well on us. So that was... That was good and that was exciting but uh, so that Sting, I, I I enjoyed the show. the video was beautiful everything sounded you know yeah uh, th- there were no big musical surprises he did play new stuff he didn't he did play new stuff yeah he said uh, and he, and he acknowledged that he said uh, I've just played uh, four hits. you seem to really really uh, like them. Uh you're a very, very good audience and now we're gonna test you by playing some new stuff that you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so we just laid that
2: out there just like that. Yeah, yeah. That's clever. Mm-hmm. Did, did you like his new stuff? Yeah, it's good. Good. It's good. You know that that kind of English ska yeah, stuff
3: yeah. is fine to me. Yeah. But um I, I don't I, I it doesn't doesn't play to my heart. Like a lot of other music, you know? Yeah. Like when the Clash would do that, it would kind of be like, okay, you're doing another one of those things.
0: I'm really surprised that it's called Ska. I'd- I'm being corrected on the chat that it's Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Ah. Which I'm not entirely convinced is correct. I believe that's the first generation.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, let's, I'm let glad we just have it out there.
0: But now we have it both ways for the edit, so <laughs> we're good. If you want
2: to write in, it's question pen at gmail. You can write in there.
3: Questionpen at gmail.com. Let us know what is the name for the kind of music um, Sting plays. Now, by definition, it's pop. By definition, it's pop, but it's another kind of music as well. If it were not popular, what music would Sting be playing? Well, the answer to that is he'd be teaching school. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be a retired school teacher now. I know
2: a lot of you just- And he'd watch- be allowing them to stand close to him. Driving your car or walking your dog or watching this as
1: going, it's rock steady, you idiots. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: but, uh But that's that. Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay and we just got a puppy. <laughs> So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage.
2: And the site is live.
1: That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks. You're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage.
2: This one's going to Thailand.
1: And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen.
3: But now we got to get to the most important yes. thing we've ever dealt with on this show. Yeah. Which is, Ready Rich, <laughs> before we started the show. Yeah. As this is common. Yeah. Was saying weird shit
2: to us. <laughs> Weird shit that we only kind of understand. Like, I think that Reddy says we all quickly catch up on each other's weeks before we get on air. You you
3: say something to me that I completely understand.
2: (laughs) I say things to you that you completely understand.
3: Reddy then takes a stand, says weird shit, and as he leaves the room, we don't roll our eyes to each other. No, no, no. We make eye contact and look a little perplexed. (laughs) (laughs) So Reddy Rich said... I got a package from India. Let me explain. (laughs) I didn't order anything from India, but I got a package from India. Let me explain. I asked, this is what he said, if I'm misquoting you, you let me know. Oh, my mic seems to be cut out. (laughs) (laughs) He said, I asked somebody why all the girls of my
2: high school smelled the same. (laughs) Which is, who hasn't asked that? Exactly. <laughs> Who was the someone you asked,
0: Reddy? Yeah. Somebody from the same high school. Okay.
2: So someone's like, hey, you smell like everybody else. Why? Yeah, but, okay. So this was recently you asked this, right? This was a year ago. A year ago, you
3: asked somebody why all the girls in your high school smelled the same.
2: Now, I, he wasn't in high school a year ago. This wasn't some weird Jump Street operation.
0: <laughs> so. I was on a trip. Right. And it it was a nostalgia-based trip. Mm -hmm. So these questions were in my head. Got
3: Mm -hmm. it. Go. You do understand, Ready Rich, (laughs) that as soon as you say, why did all the girls of a high school smell the same, you go over to Creep Perv. (laughs) You understand that, right?
0: This is why I said we can't talk about it on the show.
1: Oh, I see.
3: (laughs) So you asked why all the girls in your high school
2: smelled the same. Yes. And you get an answer. I got an answer.
3: Now,
0: Which if Sting
2: was. sang that, we would all just <laughs> applaud. Right, right. Why does every well, girl in my high school smell the same?
3: That was actually a very good impersonation of, of Sting singing a song about that. And, you know, he wrote um, the second creepiest stalking song. Of all time. Yeah. Which was Every Breath You Take. Yeah. Which is the second because there's one way or another. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really want the woman who, the character of the woman who sings one way or another yeah. to meet the character of the guy who sings <laughs> Every Breath You Take. And for them to just live happily ever after. <laughs> so Reddy asked, which is not amazing if you know Reddy, yeah. why all the girls in his high school smelled the same. And- The surprising part is he got an answer, which is they all use the same shampoo. Yeah. Uh, Not probably the same bottle. Right. But the same. uh, They don't
2: meet and shower, even though that's how we all pictured it in high school. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way I'm picturing it now. (laughs) I am picturing all the girls in my high school showering together. That's what, that's what the, those movies of that era promised me. Yeah. <laughs> the Cheerleaders yeah. was the name of that movie. <laughs>
3: uh, and they answered that they all used Revlon Flex Gentle Cleansing Bodybuilding Protein Shampoo. Ah. Is that what she answered? Just the flex part. I do remember flex shampoo. Well, it's easy for me to say that because I'm holding a bottle
0: (laughs) of flex shampoo in my hand. The chat is already confirming that this is the correct answer.
3: Okay. That's the smell. That's great. Okay. Now all of this. Creeps. (laughs) (laughs) There are people listening now that are going, okay, this is all reasonable. Yeah. We're about to cross that line, <laughs> Because then Reddy Rich went online and tried to buy the shampoo. Yeah. Now, we wonder, some of us, mm-hmm. what he was going to shampoo with this shampoo <laughs> to get the smell. Was he going to find a dog, <laughs> shampoo it with this, so it smelled like every girl in his high school? Was he buying a real doll sex toy? That he was going to shampoo with this shampoo was or he buy a,
2: a, a mop and a Halloween mask.
3: <laughs> <laughs> was, was he simply going to shampoo his shirt? Right. Was he going to shampoo himself yeah. so he could stand in front of the mirror, duck his dick between his legs, and go, I'm a high school girl who knows Reddy Rich?
0: <laughs> all of those were considered. Is that right, Reddy Rich? I had no plan at all. <laughs> But you bought this shampoo. I saw it was online for thirty dollars. And I had thirty dollars. Jesus,
3: Jesus, that's expensive. It's
0: two bottles. Two bottles, yeah. Still expensive, Still expensive right? Expensive
2: for shampoo, I think.
0: What does
3: shampoo cost? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no one knows. So why are we say
2: I pay five or six bucks for you a actually buy shampoo. I buy shampoo. Yeah, I never bought shampoo. I haven't bought shampoo in forty years. Let's you,
0: check in with the chat.
2: Your bath oil, what how does it do you, what kind of cleanse do you give it? Do you soap? No, I use shampoo. You just don't buy it yourself. I just don't buy it. I get that. So, so your shampoo is selected for you. Shampoo uh, turns up. For the past <laughs> 40 years,
3: shampoo and soap and Kleenex yeah. and deodorant have turned
2: up. I, I just want to be clear. I just want to make sure. You use all of those products. I do. You just don't shop for them
0: yourself.
3: Although I, my son yeah. um, stole all my deodorant. <laughs> all of it. I don't know how much deodorant my son needs to use, right? but good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he stole my deodorant, plus, by the way, plus my toothpaste, stole all that from my bathroom, and it's now in his bathroom. <laughs> so when things are stolen from me in the house, yeah. I then steal it from my wife. Yes. So I have been using nothing but secret deodorant, ah.
2: which I guess is
3: a feminine marketed...
2: I. I use uh, a secret as well. Oh, do you? I do.
3: So I guess, so if we smell like your girl, <laughs> girls from your high school, it might be the secret deodorant. Uh, and my wife uh, buys. Really uh, strong
2: male deodorant is too harsh on my delicate underarm. Uh, is under that arm. true?
3: Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Um, my, uh, uh, my wife buys all the toiletries for the house. Mm-hmm. And before uh, I was married, before I had a wife, mm-hmm. there were people that, that bought that stuff for me. Yeah. Like food showed up in my house too. You know, I don't go to stores.
2: Yes. That's Ever. That, that's what I understand. Ever go yeah, to stores.
3: Yeah. So, we don't know if $30 is a lot or cheap for this. You said $5 for your shampoo? I have six bucks for a yeah. bottle. So, a bottle. two bottles of shampoo would be 10, 12 bucks. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah, the chat's good. chiming in. Yeah. Well, but I wasn't say. specific enough in my question. Mm hmm. Because I know what shampoo for me and Matt would cost. Oh, right, But not for what a modern high school girl would be paying.
3: Right, women's shampoo. What does a modern high school girl pay for shampoo? That's the question
2: here. That's what what we should be answering. believe
3: me, innocent question.
0: (laughs) Your Honor.
2: (laughs) You're right, yeah. There's going to be a pink tax, they call it, right? There's going to be a pink tax on whatever they're using, for sure. Yeah,
3: because it's all just soap. Yes. You're Dishwashing detergent, yeah. your bath soap,
2: mm-hmm.
3: your shampoo,
2: yeah. are all the exact same chemicals. Oh, I don't I don't know if I can I don't know if I could put botanicals in my dishwasher pen. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I gotta tell you, on my wife's uh, sink, mm-hmm. the potions she oh, has yeah. with the names they have are remarkable. Yeah. And they're all the same shit. Yeah, yeah. All the same shit. You know, things that have words like hydrating in them. Yes. You know what's hydrating? Water. Water's (laughs) hydrating. It's right in the name. What do they say high school girls pay for shampoo now? Ready, Rich?
0: They say that that their uh, parents paid for it. They don't know.
3: (laughs) So $30. Yeah. And that was a year ago. That was a year ago. And where did you, what, did you go through Amazon? I did. Okay. So you went to Amazon and you typed in, how do I, how do I smell like a high school girl from 1980, right? Sure. (laughs) Is that the year? Is that the year you were in high school? 83 to 87. Okay. What, how do you smell like a high school girl from 1983 to 1987? That's the question. Yeah. You type that into Amazon and what pops back up is Revlon Flex. Yeah. And you say, $30, I can use that. I will buy a monkey, shave it, <laughs> shampoo
2: its head with flex shampoo, and we're off to the races. I won't let it smoke. I'm not an ogre or barbarian.
0: <laughs> You're kind of missing the biggest part of the story here. What is that? I didn't ask Amazon that question. What do you ask them? I asked a human being that question. Right. Without reservation,
2: <laughs> and, and they answered you without reservation,
0: and without explanation. They just said "flex." Yep, yeah.
2: They were like, "The shortest answer will lead to the least amount of follow-up." <laughs>
3: <laughs> and they said "flex," and he misunderstood them and bought this shampoo. <laughs> so I now have in my hand, yeah, uh, a bottle. Of Revlon Flex shampoo. Yeah. Uh oh. There's still more to the story. But the rest of the story. When I buy something from Amazon, yeah, three days. Yeah, three days. So three days later. This was a year ago. Three days later, what'd you get in the mail? Nothing. Uh, six days later, what'd you get in the mail? Nothing. Uh, two weeks later, what'd you get in the mail?
0: Uh, maybe a Shriekback album. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Month later, what'd you get in the mail? Nothing. Two months later, what'd you get in the mail? Nothing. Six months later, what'd you get in the
0: mail? The entire Aurora collection. <laughs>
3: Eight <laughs> months later, what'd you get in the mail? Nothing. Ten months later,
0: what'd you get in the mail? A box of jawbreakers.
3: <laughs>
0: Twelve months
3: later, what'd you get in the mail? Ready?
0: I got a a white package. With a bill of lading from India on it. A bill of what from India? Bill of lading. I don't even know what those words are. L-A-D-I-N-G. That's a word? Yeah, that's the thing that they, the form that they have to fill out to get it through customs.
3: Bill of lading. All right. From India. What part of India?
0: I don't remember. The Punjab reason. We'll just say that.
3: (laughs) From the black hole of Calcutta (laughs) came a white package. And you said to yourself, ready? I didn't order... Anything from India? That's correct. I have as much incense as I want. (laughs) I have plenty of anklet. I have enough henna to last me the rest of my life for the henna that I want. (laughs) I don't have, what do I want from India? And you opened this white package
0: and what was inside it? I did not open that package. I I took it to work. I was afraid of it.
3: So you took it to David Copperfield? (laughs)
0: I took it to the largest privately owned magic museum and tailor shop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Because if anyone knows how to handle packages from all over the world, it's there.
0: Yeah. And you opened it there? And I found a safe place to open it. What was the safe place to open it? Corner of the warehouse. Corner of the
2: warehouse. Right under Robert Houdin's collection. (laughs) It was opened by a a robot I was controlling as (laughs) I stood behind a blast shelter wall. And you opened it and saw it's Flex Shampoo. Did you
3: know instantly, oh, I ordered this a year ago, or had you forgotten?
0: I As soon as I opened it, I knew what it was.
3: And then you opened the top of it.
0: Before I opened it, the smell was horrible.
3: Oh. The smell of India. Yes. Okay. But then you smelled the shampoo. Oh, Jesus.
0: Also horrible. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh,
2: oh. I think it smells It's like- been a long
3: time. <laughs> Since I smell the high school girl. <laughs> and I will say, your honor, I didn't smell any high school girls in 83 to 87, your honor.
0: That's not a good smell. The chat that- has confirmed that this goes back to the 70s as well. Okay. This- well, I think what happens is that
2: this was made in the 70s and you're smelling it now. So this
3: shampoo, you believe, is an entirely different shampoo than you
0: would have smelt in the um 80s i, I have a, a theory okay. but i'd like you to take a swing at describing that smell oh it's really hard to s- describe
3: it, it well i'll tell you one thing it's indium
2: <laughs> it's agreed <laughs> it's another consonant it's,
3: it's it's cloyingly sweet cloyingly sweet has a little bit of clove in it cloyingly sweet with clove uh, it's now going away. Maybe a little bit of orange. Orange clove, cloyingly sweet.
0: Is that close to what you smelled? I had two more notes. Yeah. Allspice and anise. All right. Allspice and anise. Yep. <laughs> you haven't been to an Indian restaurant recently, have you? Uh, yeah, I have been to an Indian restaurant. So you're at the, on your way out, there's yeah. that bowl full of- Which are called piss mints. If you were to melt that down and mm-hmm. put it in a bottle- Mm-hmm. That's that, right? Yeah.
3: I told you Indian.
0: Yeah. Uh,
3: Matt, come over here. Okay. You got to You got it. I get was your,
2: trying to not have this happen.
3: You okay, get your I'll nose in. Or I could throw it to you, but no, no, oh, I'm, I'm on okay. the wide shot. <laughs> okay. I think you can go over here and um, scarf a nose load of this. Scarf a nose load of this.
2: Weird. Now, did you
3: smell high school girls 83 to 87? <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: Uh, Maybe if they were locked up by the saw guy. <laughs> uh, when were you in high school? I was in high school from uh, ninety. Okay, ninety two to ninety six. is That once that's...
3: again bragging about graduating. <laughs> you gotta get that in gotta there. Gotta get no, that in there. Get
2: that dig in. It's the only. <laughs> it's the only one I got. <laughs> I don't have a clown college degree, so I gotta so brag they, about my high school. So they melted down, yeah, the little seeds. Yeah, did that? Did you just smell Indian in this? I did. It smelled like a like definitely like a, like a strong potpourri, not cleanser. Like it smells like a potpourri odor that you wouldn't say, "I gotta wash with that." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? That seems like something you would not necessarily want bodily odor of. Yeah, like something that would decorate a hallway or yeah. a, a, an office space or something.
0: If you wanted to freshen your breath. After a 10 level spice Vindaloo.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You take a sip. Or like, yeah, like bad office. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm renting a new office space and they did this project to clean it well. That's or kinda...
3: not, would not be misplaced backstage at a strip club to cover up other odors. <laughs> 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 would not be misplaced. No, 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 no. Be, be of use. <laughs> of use for sure. But does not have the smell of high school girls, uh, 83 to 87?
0: Correct.
2: Okay. And there's definitely like an ease to smells of shampoos, you know? Like it's never never a pungent, striking odor when you smell a shampoo. Well, I use tea tree shampoo. Right. Which burns. Yeah, yeah. It
3: burns! And I like that. I like my cleaning products to hurt. Yeah. I do. It's one of the things I enjoy. In Even with
2: products. tea tree, that's like a distinct thing. This It's not like an assault of of a like mm-hmm. a bunch of spiced odor. Yeah, this is a lot of spiced
3: odor. Yeah. So I read an article in the New York Times, mm-hmm. which as we all know is a Penn Sunday
2: School drinking game. Right. So drink your whatever coffee or tea or mimosa yeah. you have going <laughs> Sunday morning.
3: <laughs> when I say that. I read this article um, several months ago yeah. about companies that buy defunct brands Mm. so they buy um tasters choice and brim coffee ah those went out of business but companies buy the name and the packaging then they put any old coffee in it they want yeah and put it back on the shelves because certain number of people will buy brim just because of the the ads Forty years ago, I respect that. That seems like an okay
2: business model to me.
3: Except you're, that really is telling very clearly. It's saying we're not selling the product; we're selling the packaging. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's there are other examples that I've forgotten, mm-hmm. but I remember. I think it's maybe it takes your Choice and Brim. I think. Yeah. Um both I went, oh yeah, I could buy those. <laughs> Even though they just put whatever coffee in that they happen to have. Whatever is what was that weird
2: coffee alternative you drank for a while that oh, never heard I Oh, I just
3: got some more! <laughs> I get uh Postum.
2: Post, em.
3: post em. Po- every every uh, eight years, like clockwork, I decide I'm gonna drink Postum. But this time, my wife bought me Caffix. Caffix. Caffix is a postum competitor. Ha <laughs> ha scrambling down there at the bottom. That's what, the, that's what that market needed, was more
2: competition. Fighting
3: like hermit crabs <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean. And caffics, I've been trying caffics. I have always thought I was the kind of guy who should drink a coffee alternative yeah. made with barley. I've always <laughs> thought I should do that. And I can't quite get in the groove. But with caffics, I might have hit it. Like I've all always thought I was the kind of guy who should drink clamato. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I'm vegan I don't. Right. But I would try clamato about every 8 years go. Yeah, yeah. I would love to put in the & teller rider two bottles of clamato for pep. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Capics. And just some PA he was like, "What? <laughs> I don't look for any of this." <laughs> Yeah, so I don't even know what aisle to go looking for this. <laughs> yeah. Clamedo and Cafex. Oh, pets coming to town. <laughs> so uh, you believe that a company in India bought the uh, branding for Revlon Flex,
0: which is- I, all- No, I don't. You don't? I don't believe that at all.
3: You don't believe they <laughs> bought it?
0: <laughs> I believe an individual sat next to a river in Delhi- <laughs> Waiting for something that said flex to float by. (laughs) And that took a year.
3: (laughs) You think they just take orders and then fill them any way they can. Yeah. I wish I could do a Peter Sellers Indian accent. (laughs) <laughs> because right now I would do a bit going, Yeah, uh, I don't know how to do it though. You do, it, do you do it, Peter? I, I do, but I think we're allowed to do it anymore. Okay, we won't do it. Yeah. But a guy with that accent, yeah, yeah, yeah. sitting by the ganji, yeah. uh, saying, what am I looking for this week? <laughs> <laughs> Brim?
2: <laughs> Same river, different bottle.
0: What are you going to do with this shampoo? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Good. There's two of you and two bottles, <laughs> so let let me bring Matt his parting gift.
2: <laughs> Nothing my life my wife would like more than me coming home with a bottle of Rando shampoo. <laughs> Stink up our bathroom.
3: <laughs> well, not only are you gonna have one bottle.
2: <laughs> yeah. <you're- laughs> I'm <laughs> um, now gonna buy two mops and two Halloween masks. <laughs> <laughs> William
3: Shatner Halloween masks. Um, oh
2: my god! Like this is a different color than that one. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> They're not even the same color liquid inside.
3: It <laughs> is. It is yeah. very different. Yeah, this is very yellow, and yours is very tan. Yeah, boy, uh, this is a remarkable thing. It's a very well spent thirty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> i gotta get to uh, ben affleck speaking spanish oh yeah kinky friedman backstage and trying to explain kinky friedman to my um teenagers yeah i want to talk about romeo and juliet oh yeah moxie is driving zoltan has his learner's permit Ooh. and has no business having a learner's permit. <laughs> <laughs> at 12 miles an hour he had no control over the car at 12 miles an <laughs> hour, no control whatsoever. That was Penn Sunday School. <laughs> we'll get to the other stuff later.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to our
1: ears, sang and just the music of the and oh, I am totally, totally burned out. i
3: am totally burned out my nose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't smell anything.
2: Yeah. Can you smell it? You no, don't smell as much as I can. I, I still just am smelling the same thing. My brain's just holding it.
3: Ooh.
2: You know, we love you. You to to thank their, uh, Matt? Matt's my name, yeah. <laughs> yeah, all these people are bottling whatever comes by the Ganges. Ha ha! Kelly McCauley, Corey Mitchell, Robin Garnett. How many minds could a Mind Noodler mind if a Mind Noodler could noodle minds? Love, Tom and JL. Obi Demetrian Jr., Jeremy R. 22, Winter Ryukowski, Kristen Kledek, Michael Cohen, Dr. Scoop Little, Joe Mestrangelo, Jeremiah Jenkins. Hey, Penn, Chris Angel has a question. Yeah. Jesse Miller, Alexander Hoffman. Danny Olwine, Stephen Volcano, Jim, the now 24-yearly performances Naked Magician, Scooped Mids, and Paul McBride, and a bunch of other gigs are up on minerly.com. I just announced about uh, 12 shows.
1: Okay. Thank you.